Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss resentment. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. Do you think we could do a whole episode in a British accent? I don't think we could. You do could, because time. like, true, you I lived could. there. Yes. No. And I speak in accents all the time, whether or not that's a cool thing to do or appropriate. I do it too. I mean, I don't do like offensive ones. I'm not, I'm not no. scared to offend white people. Um, yeah. I'm not here to, <laughs> to mock people. Like, what are, what also, are the Brits going to do? <laughs> yeah. Anna. I also just like enjoy it. You know, like it, I don't know. I'm like, oh, can I put a little sparkle on it? You know, it does. It does. And there's, you know, nothing more fun than doing a bad British accent. I know. I can't. I I couldn't do that. I wouldn't attempt the Aussie, though, because that's just very complex, I think. It's difficult. I think very few Americans can get it right. But I have to say my friend can do the best Australian accent and has an amazing story about an Aussie. And I think every time I see him, I make him tell it. And, and then like someone had tweeted the other day, a picture of in Williamsburg and was like, it was like Norbu or something. And so it was like, this is just an Australian trying to say Nobu. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so good. And Nar-boo. I said it. <laughs> When I I sent it to Rakan and was like, I will, one day I will quit making this joke. Today is not it. it, No, but when, nar, nar, nar. It's, yeah, it's it's so funny. But why? Like, why, nar? Like, is that how, that's not how they spell it. They also, what's hilarious is I have a lot of, uh, like, Australian friends. I I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't go out seeking them, but a lot (laughs) You didn't go to the Australian friends dating. Yeah, I wasn't like, are you Australian? Cool girl seeking Australians. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, and so I went to Australia to see my friend Joe. And, you know, there's all these like very burly men who then will speak in almost all abbreviation but like very happy you know and you're like I can't believe this burly like rugby player is being like oh you reckon and 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 the allo and all this stuff and you're like you sound like a teenage girl like it's it's like their normal is like our teenage girl I'm like oh that's so interesting you know with abbreviating everything and it making it cute and like oh it's Jeff Kapucky I'm like oh, I love this oh, I, I love it I Very literally fun. saw a meme today about like imagine sleeping with somebody and you wake up in the morning and they say ask you if you want to get brekkie <laughs> and I'm like yeah that, <laughs> no no thanks I'm like that so what are we talking about, about everybody everybody already knows I'm yeah you to all talk about this. same so we're talking about resentment and Okay, so Oxford Languages gives us bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem to really, it's not giving me resentment, that definition. And then our friends at Wikipedia say resentment is a complex, multi-layered emotion that has been described as a mixture of disappointment, disgust, anger and fear that that about sums it up yep i'm like there we go especially disgust see that's i I can't wait to discuss because i wouldn't have put disgust in there but like i'm like like, ah get me you got me with disgust (laughs) other psychologists consider it a mood which interesting Hmm. or as a secondary emotion including cognitive elements that can be elicited in the face of insult or injury inherent in resentment is a perception of unfairness from trivial to very serious and a generalized defense against unfair situations relationships or unfavorable circumstances and everywhere i went looking for definitions to find one that like seemed like it did there was this big thing about there was an emphasis on um, unfairness or, you know, perceiving you've been treated unfairly or it was unjust or things like that. 
that um I don't know about you, but like when I'm feel resentful, I don't know that I've, and maybe I do feel like it's unfair, but that's not what I'm calling it in my head. No, it's not what I'm calling it, but I think that when I actually sit with it, that's a big part of it feeling yeah. like I've been wronged. Yeah. Or I yeah. deserve better or more. Yeah. And I guess like if you feel like you've been wronged, like I guess, I know this sounds silly, but it's like when I think of the feeling of being wronged or whatever, I don't always think of fairness. It's like I'm more just focused on like, like I'm not happy or that didn't feel good or whatever, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm not always like not every time that, you know, like we, we feel wronged, like was it unjust, you know, like <laughs> that's not fair, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no. like, <laughs> so I just hadn't thought about it in those terms, but tell us about disgust. How does disgust come into resentment for you? Oh, disgust. So I was just looking at a picture of someone who I will not name, obviously, the other day, yesterday, actually. And my initial reaction, because I have so much resentment toward this person, was literal disgust. And I named it. I was like, I feel this, I feel disgusted when I like, it's a, it's a feeling in my body. I'm like, Ugh. I think I like make that sound and I don't want to feel like that. I really, really don't. And, and by the way, this is not somebody that like, I could just easily like move on from. And so it's really difficult because there are layers you know, to allowing resentment to leave us, right? I think it's important that we feel it and acknowledge it. There's the forgiveness aspect. There's the putting yourself in somebody else's shoes aspect. There's all of these different kind of pathways out of it. But my initial reaction typically is disgust. So it's so funny that you were like, no, not so much. And I was like, that one, that's mine. And I think it's because it's, for me personally, it's, um, I think it's a defense mechanism because I don't really want to be as sad as, about it as I am. And so if I can be disgusted, then I can be a little bit unaffected, even though I am very affected. It's kind of like anger for me. Well, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people compare resentment to anger, you know, and a lot of people say anger or um, resentment is anger turned inward. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I agree with that, you know, like I do like the quote that's um, attributed to Carrie Fisher that like resentment's like, is like drinking poison and hoping it kills someone else. You I was know, literally like, just going to say, I think it has the same effect on the, your body as. And yeah. Your, yeah. But I, th I think it's interesting to think of using it as a, a protective mechanism, you know, it's not because on purpose. <laughs> no, no. I mean, of course it's not. I mean, none of this shit is, you know, but I, I think that that's an interesting, cause, cause something I kept thinking about in terms of resentment was, I don't know about you, but like, I find often like in order to alleviate our resentment, there generally tends to need to be some sort of communication. And yet, we often don't want to communicate with whoever we resent. And so it, it makes sense to me that there's this, like, there's these elements of things we do to sort of like keep that barrier, you know, like if you're resentful towards somebody, like the, the person you saw an image of, it's like, it's maybe not in your best interest or healthy to pick them up and be like, Hey, I want to hash some shit out. You know, that like, it makes sense to me. Your brain would be like, how about we're just grossed out by them and, and don't want to engage, you know, totally. like, especially if they're not listening. Yeah, totally. And I think that's so much of where, you know, listen, sometimes we're not being heard. Sometimes we feel like we're not being heard with it's like, who knows which is true at whatever point. But I think that resent my, my thing with resentment is I'm fine with it as long as it doesn't build up. Like I, I kind of have to check myself on how much 
I like how fill how full the container gets. So I'm constantly like checking it, right? I'll be in the shower. Like, who are we, who are we releasing today? And like, what do we have to say? Because I don't want it to build up in me because it feels toxic. It really, really does. And so to your point, and I love that quote too, about swallowing the poison. It's like, I don't want anybody to be I don't want to hate anybody. Like I really don't. I don't want to hate anyone except for Donald Trump. And I don't want to that to live in my physical being. I don't want it to live in my emotional being. So I think taking the steps to talk it out. I've been talking about this a lot in sessions where I talk, I do talk to myself a lot and I I encourage clients to do the same. Like if you can't talk to the person or you don't think it will go well, speak out loud to yourself or name the thing in pass when it's a thought passing through you or a feeling passing through you. So it doesn't kind of get caught, but how much have you, cause one of the things, you know, one of the ways we release resentment is obviously talking to like a professional, how much has your therapist helped you versus other things work through your resentment with certain people in your life? Oh my God. A, a, a million quadrillion percent a million quadrillion because I'm really prone to resentment. I have to say on top of it because, and what sucks about it is generally, I would say rarely is it like someone sucks, you know, like rarely is it just like, Oh, this, this person has zero regard for me, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's funny. I read something the other day where someone said like, uh, it was someone on Instagram, actually. I'm like, mm, could I find her quickly? Probably not. Don't worry about it, Anna. She said something about like something to keep in mind, you know, is like the more people you're talking to, the, the higher the chances are you have a weird encounter. She does a lot of work around like, you know, dating and things like that. So she was like, I don't know about anyone else, but like I've had a couple interactions lately have been weird, you know, and it's like everyone is a little awkward right now. And just something to keep in mind is like, it's not you, you know, and like you in sort of talking about that and. I think for me, it's like I can get kind of bogged down and I can be like, what is it about me that's making people think like they can always ask me for favors or they can always ask me to do something like it becomes an issue for me in my building and I have to stay on top of it because I'm a pretty capable, reliable person. Therefore, everybody will ask me for favors, you know, and it's, I think where I struggle is when things are like not a big deal, but if I'm being honest, they annoy me, you know, and it's hard for me to give myself permission to just be like, you don't have to do it. You don't have to be the building helper and that's okay. And like, that doesn't have to mean anything about you or whatever. So therapy is crazy helpful for me because it, the idea of like being in the shower, like I definitely like talk to myself and I work through a lot of stuff. I would say I do a lot of my own processing and then come to therapy and are sort of like, you know, like Here's this what I thing learned. is, yeah, where I'm like, this thing is like, I've gotten, I would say I almost get like 75% there. And then she fills in the other 25% that I'm like, why can't like, why am I still annoyed about this? Or like, why can't I drop this? Because I wish it was, I think you just have more discipline than I do in a way. Cause it's like, you're like, I say it and therefore it is so. And I'm like, that's just <laughs> not my nature. You know, I'm like, I say it therefore. It's so I'm like, kind of until my son, you know, like, <laughs> so the idea that I could be in the shower and be like, I shall no longer resent this person. <laughs> is just like, like, I would be love for it to work that way. And I, but I think that talking to myself is like the beginning process of that, of being like, you know, I th- think of resentment a lot like boundaries, you know, that when you're angry that someone's crossed a boundary, you have to like, 
that's what tips you off and you go, oh, I need a boundary there. Or I need a, you know, like another thing people are saying a lot is like what you complain about is like where you need boundaries, you know? And I think that that's, it's, resentment is similar. It's like whatever you're resenting or where you're having resentment is often somewhere like you need to do something. And I think for me, cause it can be almost like cyclical, like I'll get like a bunch of kind of resentment at once. Like, it can feel overwhelming sometimes to figure out like, what is the thing I need to change or what is the thing I need to do? Or like, what is the part I'm playing in the Wikipedia definition? I scrolled down and there's a section on coping <laughs> in I'm psychologist cooking. coping. Oh, and <laughs> I was like cooking with resentment, but psychologists, <laughs> I mean, bucket, right? Yeah, I mean, why not? I'm, I'm sure there's many people who do cook with resentment. <laughs> Psychologist James J. Messina recommends five steps to facing and resolving resentful feelings. One, identify the source of the resentful feelings and what it is the person did to evoke these feelings. Two, develop a new way of looking at past, present, present and future life. Okay. Including how resentment has affected life and how letting go of resentment can improve the future. Three, write a letter to the source of the resentment, listing offenses and explaining the circumstances. Then forgive and let go of the offenses, but do not send the letter. <laughs> Four, That's visualize key. it for other people. Yeah. <laughs> I send <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Yeah. Four, visualize a future without the negative impact of resentment. And five, if resentful feelings still linger, return to step one and begin again. But I like that there is a little bit of this element of like, I think something that feels validating and exploring resentment is like, there's not a lot you can do about it. I think sometimes what can be tricky is it's like something happens or someone does something or a relationships, maybe it's been building or whatever. And then you're like, oh man, I resent this person, you know? And then I think that sometimes what's the tricky part for me is like not maybe shutting down or getting avoidant or gossiping, but going like, what am I actually resentful about? And, and really figuring out what's the like, what's the thing, you know? Because I think it can almost become like perfume, you know, it's like it becomes this like cloud and you can't quite tell like, you know, it's like, is it the flowers? Is it the air? Is it the, like, oh, no, it's you. It's like what you're wearing. Like, I think it can just become a little like cloudy or something. I'm not sure. I know what you're saying. I also think to the perfume analogy, metaphor, metaphor, analogy, which one is it? A metaphor? Not sure. sure. Yeah. Let's call it a metaphor. Yeah. It, I think it's I think it's intoxicating too. I think we get hooked mm. on it. Yeah. And yeah. I think we like similar to victimhood, get wrapped up in our stories and are like washing our hair with like vigor and we're like, the fuck that bitch and what the fuck? Who the fuck she thinks she is? And one of the things that I thought was interesting in an article, I read that uh what is this? or I'll get the site, but it was speaking about how physically it actually is known to increase blood pressure, heart rate, and nervous system activity. So there is like an actual physical reaction that you're having when, and you can feel it when you're angry, but can you, would you really think, would a lot of us think that that has a physical effect on us? I mean, people know that stress does, but I don't, I still don't think a lot of people believe that to be true because look how we live. So yeah, there, there's a physical thing happening to you when you are feeling resentment. And so for me, so much of the discipline that I choose is, as you guys know, working it through my body. Like I, I'm naming emotions before I go into it or when I'm working some, when I'm exercising and something comes up, I will catch it if I can mid air kind of, and be like, that needs to go, that needs to go. So I'm physically pushing stuff out and getting stronger in the process, but it feels like such a, a cleansing that I just, I'm much more clearer after. And so I also highly recommend that. But one of the other things that I think is, interesting about it is like the perspective shift. So 
how can we honor ourselves and know that what we're feeling is valid, that maybe that person absolutely did hurt our feelings and do something that we didn't think was fair or right or just. And then how can we also not assume the worst of them and maybe just do a quick like shoe change and be like, I wonder best case scenario, like maybe they're what they were going through or what they were thinking when they did or said this thing, how important do you think that is or helpful? I think it is important. I think that I don't know about you, but I have, I've noticed a trend lately whenever people express something, people almost immediately counter it with like advising to empathize or, or think of the other person. And I don't know that that is helpful. Like the split second, something has occurred, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that now people are understanding that like, you know, we've had this pattern of sort of constantly feeding stories that may or may not be true. And now it's like, oh no, like let's, let's give people the benefit of the doubt. Let's give the other person the benefit of the doubt that they weren't meaning to be a goblin, which is probably true. But I think if you're the person, it's like, it kind of doesn't matter whether they did it deliberately or they did it, you know, thoughtlessly. The end result is the same that you feel something has happened, you know, but um, uh, what a lot of people said, uh, obviously when you, you Google and start reading about resentment, what comes up everywhere and what you're touching on is, is relationships that it's like resentment is a relational thing we experience meaning that it's generally something we only experience in relationship to other people, that we don't really resent ourselves, which is interesting. But the thing you're touching on that tons of people said is what you counter resentment with is empathy. And health.clevelandclinic.org, um, <laughs> six reasons resentment creeps into your relationships and what to do about it. You're not going to like number one is what I'm going to warn you about. But two, though, at first you feel angry you're not being treated fairly or that your needs are being ignored, says psychologist uh, Susan Albers. Over time, this snowballs into disappointment, bitterness and hard feelings. Add psychologist Scott B. I once thought of resentment as a failure in problem solving, but now I think it's a battle for empathy. And... It's hard to mis- address misunderstandings when you don't think the other people understands or appreciates you. You get into a tug of war about who's right and who's wrong and egos get in the way. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, familiar. And I mean, but, I mean, not me. I don't have an ego, but other people do. Yeah. Well, number one on this list of reasons resentment creeps into relationships is always having to be right. <laughs> Why would you think I wouldn't like that, Anna? First of all, um, you know, uh, no reason, no I, reason. I will say though, I am very quick to apologize. Like you I are, will, I will absolutely. I have no problem apologizing. However, when I know that I am right, then I will still probably apologize for your feelings potentially being hurt or, you know, my delivery maybe, but when you know, you're right. I mean, you know, you're right. Right. Well, when they say (laughs) always having to be right, when someone insists they're right all the time, it comes across as arrogant. (laughs) If you want me to empty the dishwasher, fold the laundry or manage toothpaste in a certain way, you're imposing your views of the world on. Oh, that's why I don't like it. Because this feels personal. There are many paths up the mountain. Uh, Defend your right to do things your way. Speak up quickly. Don't let the feelings fester. The longer you wait, the more resentful, the more more resentment is likely to build and explode in an argument over something insignificant. It's funny because my my mom. The only thing we fight about, by the way. Well, it's my, my mom always has to be right. And she has to be she has to be right so much. It doesn't, it's never occurred to her. She was wrong. (laughs) I really do think your mom and I are going to get along. 
It, oh, you're going to be like, oh my, she's going to be like, oh, there's the daughter that was swapped <laughs> at birth. You know, she'll be like, I knew there was some problem. So we joke that like, if, if you're telling her something she doesn't know, she has an ex- like this expression comes over her face. And I was like, oh no, the computer's going, does not compute, does not compute. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? And I said, when, when you literally can't believe you don't know something <laughs> and are presented with new information, you literally make a face fighting it. And she was like, oh my God, I do. <laughs> it was oh, really no. funny. Oh, no. But like, I constantly with her have to be like, or that's your opinion. I think a lot of people with, with the thing of rightness do forget, like, it's it's right for you. It's your way, you know, which my thing with that is like, if you care, like if you like you, you, me and way laughed about this, about your dishwasher, because I knew you Everything. had a way it was supposed to be loaded. So I was like, I'm not loading this because I know you have a way to do it. And you were like, correct. <laughs> oh so, my God. I feel so bad for him. Like I, <laughs> I really like he do. It's probably like me though, where it's like, I don't care. So wonderful that you do. Uh, so someone uh, has to do. Well, yes. However, like I could really ease up on the constant correcting him about things that like, do they matter? Absolutely not. Is it going to get done? Of course, but like I will just find something and like just decide that it should have been done my way and be like, what did I say the other day? I was like, he took laundry up and I was like, the laundry, like the sheet was wet. And he was like, oh, I thought it was just cold. I was like, no, it was wet. Like, but why did you bring the laundry up? Why did you put so much laundry on top of the thing that was already full? He's like, I thought I was doing you a favor. I was like, a favor. He was like, I mean, I thought I was helping. (laughs) And I... I do feel like I'm way too intense in that area in my house, in my life. I think that I have a little bit of OCD that I really didn't know that I ever had. Or, I mean, I'm not self-diagnosing myself, you know. (laughs) Until we got off a podcast and I was like, you've got OCD. (laughs) I was like, those are intrusive thoughts. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. Anna diagnosed me, to be fair. I didn't didn't self-diagnose. So we're in the clear there. But I think you're right. Two non-MDs make a right. (laughs) Exactly. Do people not care if the, if the, like the shower, like when every time my mom leaves my house and I go into the guest bathroom and the shower curtain is open and the shower mats are crooked. And I'm like, how on earth do people live like this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like Anna, I hold resentment because of that. Like I literally am like, how do you leave your cup? like on a table and like not pick it up and bring it to the kitchen when you're done with it. Like on what planet does that make sense? And like, I will hold on to that shit. See that I think like I used to have this argument with a friend because she would be (laughs) like, I think these are things that are, I don't want to say arbitrary because they do matter to you, which means that they're not arbitrary. They're arbitrary. But they're, but I think they're personal preferences. And like, I think what you resent about it is that it would, you would need it's not to universal. be vulnerable oh. or, and say, pick up your glass, you know, like, and I think you get worn out of, of the having to tell, you know, which I do too. So that makes sense to me. Well, I think it's a deeper issue for me too, of like my, my mom, we always had like a really cool house and my mom has this like situation where she collects a lot of fucking random trinkets and shit. You guys would get along really well. Like mm-hmm. she has a, just all these like weird art. I mean, it's cool. It's really cool. I've grown to really appreciate it in my old age, but growing up, I was like, what is all this shit? And I, I need like my house to be, I'm not like a minimalist, but kind of, I, I, I really, my brain and my nervous system like absolutely craves like a clear space. So for me, I do feel, even though I should not impose that on anybody else and I try really hard to keep myself in check and do it all myself, 
and just clean up and clean up and clean up and clean up and clean up some more. But I wonder like, what is it in me that can't just sit down and let go? And why do I resent that other people aren't like me? But one of the things that I thought aside from this was interesting about resentment is that we, we all know, but I learned later in life, I think you did too, that is if you don't address it in certain relationships, it's going to carry over into others. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this uh-huh. whole like, oh, if I don't deal with the shit with my dad, I'm going to like date men that are emotionally unavailable and oh, got it. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I think we think like, I mean, I guess I think we think everything can be compartmentalized and we all want to be like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not a like romantic man problem. It's a papa problem, you know? And it's like, you just can't do it. If you were, it's like, I think the older I get, the more convinced I become about that. Like, if you're not really dealing with whatever the thing is or whatever's up, like then you don't get a say in the way in which it's leaking out, you know? And I guess I'd rather have a say, you know, like then be doing some wild stuff, you know, like totally. Sometimes it's crazy when you think back and you're like, Oh my God, like that was all about blah, blah, blah. But you know, like I was telling myself it was about whatever, or or I was um, dating this guy once and he was like, I felt really guilty that like I'd kind of gotten swept up in it and I was young. I was like 23. So I wasn't being a total terrible person, but he was very sure about me. I mean, he would say things, I mean, we'd only been dating a few months and he was like, as far as I'm concerned, I've met the girl I'm going to marry. And I was like, Oh, terrible news, sir. Like, You're like I'm bored already. Yeah. I'm like, I am so happy when I get back to my apartment after spending a weekend with you, like, ooh, ooh, not, bad, news. bad news. Yeah. Not looking good for that, my friend. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Oh my God. And then I met, some girls that were kind of like, you know, fast living were like a lot of fun party. And I like, was like, I have to become besties with them. And he was like, what is happening? You know? And really it was like avoiding, like, I didn't want to break up with him because I felt so guilty, you know, like I didn't know how to handle all of that yet. So I was like, instead, let me become really fixated on being friends with these girls that like partied all the time, you know, like mm-hmm. can't, can't feel your feelings if you're just partying, you know? And I was like, not really. I mean, and then there was a lot of stuff that was building up as resentment with him in terms of just like feeling objectified, feeling very like projected upon like stuff like that. And I was like, um, I don't really know how to deal with this. So I'm just going to go out and party instead, you know? But at the time I didn't, that's not, I was like, I can't control the timing. You know, like I, I felt much more innocent about it. You know, it was only later that I was like, oh yeah, I was totally ducking out. The other thing in this list, besides number one, calling out Nina, number two, we (laughs) we start sharing the wealth with others, taking advantage of others. If you think someone is being selfish, first try stepping into their shoes. Ask yourself why they are so intent on getting their own needs met. I don't know about you. This is something I'm trying to do more often. It is so hard because it feels like making excuses or something. I have a block when it comes to self, like really selfish. Yeah. I, I, that's really hard for me. Yeah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I I literally don't. And then someone will be like, well, you know, both their parents were murdered and and you're like, God damn it. Like, but they say some people weren't taught etiquette as kids. No, it's Dr. B. Others endured childhood trauma that made them focus on survival and their own needs first. Gently tell the person how their behavior makes you feel. Suggest Dr. Albers using I statements. If that doesn't work, learn to tell the person no confidently and with conviction. Um, number three, feeling put down, thoughtless remarks and taunts, wrinkle, know your trigger buttons. Some people trigger our anger without even knowing it. Consider the person's intent. Can, can, 
considering the person's intent can head off resentment before it takes root. Um, but if other people know your trigger and intentionally hits it, your resentment may be a message. Don't ignore the message messenger. If you feel repeatedly discounted by a friend, this may be a sign. They are not a good person to have in your life. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. And I 100% agree with that. Four, unrealistic expectations, considering other people's nature and habits with clear eyes can spare you emotional turmoil. Let's say you expect your significant other to buy you a romantic gift and they don't. If it's not in their personality to do something like that, you've set yourself up for feeling resentful. That is a full-on call out of Anna Ruth Tonk because I love to think some sort of magical change is going to happen and especially without me discussing it. I mm. love to carry a little resentment about that. I'm like, oh, they're going to change, you know, based on what, you know, <laughs> like there's zero evidence, Anna. <laughs> Potential, of course. Not even a little, not even a crumb of evidence. And I'm like, mm-mm, uh-uh, I believe in my powers to manifest. I will manifest. Is it that change you think you can change them? Or that they not really. No. I don't. I don't I, I don't think you can change anybody, but I think that I have a form of loyalty that can be like toxic against myself, where I'm like, I'm rooting for you, you know, that I'm like, please just be better or whatever. And I think sometimes it can be hard. I think it can be hard. Like um, I'm trying to think of an example in my own life where you're like, I guess it's something that getting older has taught me. Like don't, if, if like you're someone who really does want to be fussed over on holidays or anniversaries, birthdays or whatever, like don't date the person who thinks they're stupid. You know, like, I think all of us waste a lot of time trying to, like, convert people. And it's, you know, I I don't know. Like, if you do say to them, this stuff is really important to me, like, can we compromise? Where it's like, it doesn't have to be, like, all the hoopla, but could we go out to dinner? You know, like, if they can't see that it's important to you and do a little bit, you know, like, that's maybe not a good fit. You know, like I think often too, all this resentment builds up and it's like, you also have to hold yourself accountable. Like you chose someone, yes, you know, or you're in relationship with someone who's like said, that's not me, you know? So I, I like, is your resentment fully justified there? I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like there's almost like situational resentment where it's like, neither is really wrong, but it like doesn't feel good. I don't know. Yeah, I think five. Oh, say go okay. ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Five, not being heard. Does your significant other seem miles away? Don't take it personally. Listening is incredibly difficult. This is written also in 2019. They didn't, we haven't even had a pandemic yet. <laughs> so listening is incredibly difficult. Expect that you'll have to repeat your message. That drives me I crazy. Repeating I myself. Say. Oh, I hate it. Six, always being late. This also is calling me out. Um, You may feel that because someone is never on time, they don't care about you. It's tempting to show up late for them, That, that, but that only adds fuel to the fire. Gently point out how their lateness makes you feel. Always running into the house for one more thing or getting um, distracted by inconsequential things just before you have to leave. Maybe in an attempt to ease anxiety. But a big thing they also kept coming back to, I did think that this was a nice run up of things, uh, rundown of things that I do think commonly cause resentment in relationships. Because it's like, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's never, rarely when I'm resentful, is it anything like that deep? It's more like situational or um, maybe recurrent stuff that you're just like, this again you know yeah with friends and like i don't have real well i have no not real anymore i have like real resentment towards like one of my old friends but i think i hold deeper resentment for like my parents than i do you know like i don't really have any resentment towards way i'll be like in the moment like fucking pick up your socks man but like or like the laundry basket is literally right there. And I'll feel myself getting like so annoyed that he didn't see like something clearly. And I think a lot of that has to do with just self-soothing. Like I, in those moments, I have to take care of myself to be like, Did you, this is not a personal attack on you. 
Like he's not trying to fuck with your day. He's, he just literally sees things so differently than you do. And you have to like take care of your, your, yourself in this moment and not project things onto him that aren't his responsibility. Yeah. I also don't want somebody who it like, he is the most accommodating man in the whole entire world. But I, what I don't ever want to happen is for, and it won't, but what I keep myself really honest about in my marriage is not asking him to like always be so flexible because I'm so demanding mm. and I am demanding and I am direct and people don't really know what to do with that. I mean, he's learned obviously and he married me, so it's his choice, but I, I have to be accountable for my own emotions and my own triggers and my own like little compulsions. And I'm honest with him about that. You know, I'm like, I, and we kind of make it a joke because we, we have to, because otherwise it would just be nasty for such an insignificant thing. But when it comes to my parents, when I had a baby, you said something earlier where it was like, you know, we, we can't choose when these things come up. Right. And I say this to people who are about to have children often that I work with. And I don't know if my midwife said this to me or I just felt the wave, but when you have a baby often, and I hear this a lot from mothers, it is like a rush of stuff that comes up. And then when you start to raise, when I started to raise my son, like a lot of other stuff started to come up, right? Like, how could you do this to me? How could you not yeah. do that for me? How could you, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And I started to build like a case against both of my parents. And yeah. for the first like two years of his life, I was like, check, I'm fucking, nope, nope, didn't do that, didn't do that. And it was doing me so much harm and I had to be really honest, like you can, I can talk to them about it. I can say my piece, which I feel grateful that I'm can be really open with my parents. But first of all, what's done is done. And second of all, it's not helpful for me to dwell on it. I can absolutely honor that I looking back am hurt by things that I didn't know I was hurt by, but oh, strangling it and seething and bathing in it is just so icky. Yeah. It's, I think that there's an addictive quality to it that. Fuck yeah. You have to be really aware of. Like, have you ever had a friend? Oh, um, I, I don't have kids. And yet I feel that as well. Like, I'll have moments where I'm like, you know, like, what the fuck? You know, like, I'll just, or I don't know. It's like, you know, sometimes, like, you know, like, obviously, because lots of stuff that happened is like we were kids. So that's like when it got filed. So it's like you don't question it. Like, you normalized it. It was your life or mm -hmm. whatever. And then as you get older, sometimes you're like, wait a minute. Or like, that was so you know, or whatever. I have that and, you know, haven't even birthed no, you of know, course. no babies. You, you get to I do that. You get to do that too. Yeah. But like, I can't even imagine Oof. if I'd had a child is, is, is my point of like, if, you know, like I wouldn't say it's been that intense for me, but it's a very strange feeling. It's a, it's a really weird feeling to be like, because I think when you're younger, there's a lot of um, being dismissed of like, well, you'll know one day or one day you'll be an adult or one day you'll be a parent you'll appreciate or, or you'll one day. It. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think I got to some point where I'm like, no, I think there were some wild decisions made, you know, like I think we can look at some of this and go, it was like unequivocally bad or irresponsible or whatever, harmful. But I think like, so do you ever have a friend who's like going through something in maybe a breakup or whatever. And, and they'll be like, you know, kind of like, Oh, I can't believe I ever dated them. But you know, like, and then it's, it's like weeks of like continuing to build the case or you know, like reviewing the tape or whatever. Oh, and it's like, yes. do you think, like, I think it's helpful to review something to sort of try to pinpoint something like I'm resentful because 
this person has a way of like always getting me to take responsibility for them or whatever. That I think is helpful because then you know what to correct or what you, you know what to be aware of, of like, I have to like not take the bait or I have to like hear their request and sit in my own discomfort, not answering it or whatever. I think it's hard sometimes when you're trying to witness or hold space for someone to not be like, you're about to become a resentment, Rachel, <laughs> like, don't, you know, cause it's like, and I don't, I don't know about you as well, but the older I get too, the less I like want to give a ton of my energy to that. So like, I think lately I've had some trouble with some friends or maybe I'm developing some resentment for some friends who are just complaining a lot, you know, and yeah. complaining about the same topics. And I, yeah, I'm like, it's tough. I don't regret like they're, I think they're allowed to feel how they feel. Their, their situations like are complainable, you know, like all of that's valid. But do you think we like, do you think to be a good friend, good person, whatever you owe people like, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be that person. Yeah. And it was so fucking annoying. And, but here's the thing. I would usually, well, one friend I would do it to who God bless her. She's still friends with me. And I'm like, I'm really sorry about that. But the other friend that I would talk about it primary, and it would always be about this one guy. And I wouldn't really obsess about anybody, but this one guy and the, we would do it with each other though. If he, she would be mm. obsessing on one guy and I'd be obsessing. So we weren't really listening to either the either one. We were just oh, like, you're using each other. We were literally <laughs> using each other and we're still amazingly close. And, but she, but we would go on vacation. I remember one specifically, and we would drink a ton of wine and we would just be like in our own world, essentially being like, can you believe? And just like, <laughs> like staring out at the ocean, like just bitching to ourselves with the other one next to us. And so I feel like I do have compassion, but here's what, here's where I'm going to get like kind of on, it's going to be an unfair statement. I'd like to reserve that for a specific time in life where like after a certain time, like you must mature out of that. And I find it to be incredibly immature when people can't, and I know that there are many reasons why, but when people can't read social cues or read face expressions or body language and they keep going, it's like you have a window. If you want to talk about something, you want to complain about something like go for it. But like, then you have to like get a therapist, get a diary, go the fucking soul cycle. I don't give a shit, but I am not like, I remember one of my friends, I said to her once, I was like, I love you, but I am not your therapist. Like we can't do this over and over and over again. So like, I, I would please ask you to get one. Yeah. I think also too, like a friend of mine said to me once, she was like, you know, you're, you're cycling. So I can't continue this, com this conversation anymore. And at the time I was like, damn. And it, it felt harsh. Yeah. But it was, but she was right. And I knew it, you know, like I knew I was just sort of rehashing and saying the same stuff, you know, I wonder what it is about that, that, that feels good to us. Like, I guess it feels maybe like when you are upset it feels like um actually like you're doing something you know I, I also think it's a connection to the person that you might not be ready to admit that you want or are still holding on to but I think that if you're constantly talking about something or someone there's still like a link and I don't oh. think we're ready to break it often yeah and walk yeah. away and do this thing that we need to do. So we're just like, I know instead of moving forward, I'll just fucking swim in this for another six months to a year. Yeah. I've had to be sort of firm with friends in the past and be like, wait a second. Has there been anything new since the blah, blah, blah or whatever? And they're like, no. And then I'm like, well, then there's nothing to discuss. <laughs> Because well, I'm just next, like next topic. Yeah. Which yeah. is totally fair. And honestly, like, the most helpful thing you can do to a friend is be honest and they might not like it, but kindness 
is not like being nice is not the answer all the time, like, or hardly at all. Like being kind is very different, but just being like a a pleasing person who is a receptacle for other people's trash or like, and that's what it is. It's like, who, who talks about that? I can't quote them accurately, but someone like, now you hold the trash. Now I'll hold the trash, but you have to like number one, you have to also hold other people's trash. If you're going to be in that even exchange, not immediately after like, okay, now you tell me your problems. But if someone is always handing you their trash and it's the same shit, you're going to be like, listen, you got to drop this off somewhere else. Sorry. Yeah. And it's also like if, I mean, I guess some of it too is how you define friendship, you know, but like friendship to me isn't just like, blind loyalty or something or blind it's like you know I don't know are we not saying blind because it's ableist but it's not like it's not just this it's not a free-for-all you know like you just because you only want to talk about your ex or whatever doesn't mean that's what our friendship is now you know which I think can be tricky and tricky to remember because like most of us I think are try to be good friends and show it for people and stuff like that so it can like feel like what you're doing is not nice but to your point it maybe isn't nice but it it's kind it's kind to stop someone when they're going in a loop you know yeah I also think that's what I mean by maturity like I think that that's a lot of what friendship is when you're in your teens and 20s like this just you know, absolute dedication and loyalty and you're like friends or your family and you're all, and I'm not saying that that's not true later in life, but I would hope there's a different set of standards and better boundaries than I had when I was 17 or 23. So I think if somebody isn't respecting those, it's absolutely going to be, to result in resentment, like for sure, because if your agreement has changed, but you haven't told them that, or the your contract has changed, but you haven't told them, how are they supposed to know? And it's not really their job to know unless you express yourself, right? And that's where the vulnerability piece comes in that not a lot of us want to take ownership for, self-included. It's really hard, but it's so necessary. Like I had a friend who I was friends with for, God, like 20 years, and I called her our entire friendship hinged on me getting in touch and reaching out. And that was how a lot of my friendships were. I realized like when at one day I was like, I'm not going to call anybody ever again. And then (laughs) a Mm -hmm. lot of, a lot of them ended. But with this specific friend, I reached out and was super vulnerable and was like, I haven't called you in a year and here's why. And she was like, I really can't take this on right now. I can't like, I love you, but like, I can't talk about it. And I was like, that's fine. I've, I've said my piece. And like, as far as I'm concerned, the friendship is over, especially because there's literally not even acknowledgement or a moment of like, let's talk about that. Or here's what's been going on with me. It was just complete avoidance. And maybe that worked 10 years ago where I'd be like, Oh, that's just her. That's how she is. She just disappears. Mm. Now I'm like, wish you the best of luck, but like we are done. Yeah. It's no longer acceptable. For Absolutely you. not. The unfor- I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think ideally we are maturing as we grow older. Um, but you know what? As my mama says, growing older, not a choice, you know, maturing a choice. Mm-hmm. And I I do think, unfortunately, it's a choice, you know. Do you think a certain amount of resentment in relationships is normal? I mean, a little bit. I mean, like a spring. I do. Understandable, normal, I mean, um, healthy even. Like, as long as it's dealt with or because I think we need to feel the range of emotions. I absolutely. Yeah. And whether this is like a sub emotion, what is it like a, a mood, blah, blah. Like you're going to feel it all, especially if they're people with you for a long time or, you know, a deep time. So I don't think there's anything wrong with being resentful. I think what it's important is that we acknowledge the deeper meaning to it and what 
like what needs to heal, not just sit in the resentment, but to be like, okay, what does that bring up for me? Or what do I actually, maybe what do I need to talk about with this person to either potentially avoid more resentment or to clarify my needs or my thoughts and feelings to them so that maybe they can course correct. Yeah. Because I definitely have had times when I felt a little resentful and was like, before I fully commit to it. And I would say my therapist is, is the number one person I can point to who has helped me do this and who encourages me to do this is like, you know, like get more information, find out what, find out what actually is happening, you know? And it's so annoying when you'll be like, I'm a little resentful and then be like, Hey, um, why did you blah, blah, blah? Or what was this about? And they're like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, that's totally valid. And you feel like you're, I'm almost annoyed sometimes when it's like just such a, valid human thing that like my resentment like dissipates <laughs> yeah, like, and oh, I'm like feel, oh, healing oh, in the oh, moment gross. yeah I'm like oh I was like so sure or, like I thought we yeah. were gonna have a conversation or whatever and I'm like oh fair enough you know like it just goes it's kind of like you know when you're angry or someone else is angry and you and they're like you blah 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 and you're like you're right I'm so sorry I should have done that and they're like uh you know like, they're like don't know what they're to like, do oh, okay yeah totally yeah. <laughs> so and in, I sorry go ahead but I think like resentment is similar that like, unfortunately, it's like a, a huge hurdle is seeing it is having empathy or like being willing to like in the example with your friend of like call them and be like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a year. Like you're curious why, you know, like it's so tough to get over that. But it's it, that hump of like, you know, trying to, you know, maybe have some communication communication or get your need met or something like that. But it does seem to really work, you know, because you know what? I felt like freedom. I knew, I kind of knew the outcome was going to be that she was just going to do the same thing as she's done for 20 years, which is avoid. And, and I, and I was really the one that had changed in that respect. So I wasn't expecting her to, but what was different was instead of getting my feelings hurt perpetually, I was like, I'm going to, I'm, different and I don't want to do it anymore. So I'm going to tell her why I'm exiting or why I'm, why I'm her or why it doesn't feel good and give her an opportunity, but I'm not going to like assume she's going to fix anything or do anything differently. And she didn't. And so I felt like I really did my best. I tried, I've forgiven her and, but that doesn't mean that I want her in my life and I don't. So I think in closing, what is your number one hot resentment tip for getting, for getting rid of it? For getting rid of it. Hmm. I think figuring out what the resentment is truly about, you know, like I'll feel a lot of resentment towards my brother and my resentment is actually jealousy that I, my my brother can be wildly irresponsible and I envy him for that. I'm like, I wish I could just be irresponsible sometimes. I don't really, but I feel like he has like a freedom of spirit that I don't sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not really about him. That's not really about anything he's doing, you know, and that helps my resentment dissipate. So sometimes I think it can be really helpful to be like, what is it? Like, what is it actually about? And I'm not saying, like, I don't think the answer is always, like, inside and it's really something you're doing or whatever. Like, I'm not trying to be too psycho babbly about it. But using the example of my brother, it's like, yeah, I don't actually resent him. You know, like, it's more like he's a symbol of something. And that just helps me deal with it better. That makes me go you know, it gives me something to give to myself, which is like, okay, where would you like more freedom in your life then? Where can you give yourself more freedom? You know, like if you perceive him as living very freely or whatever, how can you do that? So then you're, you know, it's not really about him. Mm -hmm. So that would be one of my big things is if you can really try to figure out like what it is. Cause I would say that that's something that comes up a lot for me that like, I think it's about the person, but it's actually not is one. And then two, 
if you, I know you asked for one, but this one I do feel strongly about. If it's hard for you to sometimes discuss your feelings or name them or be direct with people, I think it can be helpful to come up with a few lines that you have ready in your pocket for when something's up. When, you know, if you do have the friend who's showing up late all the time or you um, have the partner who's not cleaning up their socks or whatever that you can, you know, just have that pocket, you know, in your back pocket to go like, hey, like, I know it's not your intention, da, 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 you know, but it hurts my feelings when you blah. You know, like, and that that way it's like not a big deal when it happens. You have it ready. You slot in your, your you know, like you make it a Mad Libs and slot in what applies right now. And then you're done. You know, like, I think that that can be really helpful too. So whenever you're, you're dealing with it, it doesn't, it's not super activating to your nervous system. You're like, oh, I know what to do here. I have my little script. What, what applies? Yeah. What are your tips? My tip, I'm just going to, well, I guess I'll do two short ones. One is write it out. So similar, but write it out, speak it out, kind of talk yourself, not out of it, but like into it and see, you know, but out loud. Like, I think it's really important sometimes to verbalize and that is an act of energetically moving it so that it's not sitting with us. And the other would be maybe asking yourself like what you need or what you would like to get on the other side of if it was a potential conversation or just a healing Mm. moment with you and you, like what would be a desired outcome for you? And not so that you could end in disappointment, but maybe you can, there's something there that you can give to yourself. So you're not expecting it from somebody else. That's a great point. That's a that's that's a good tip. Thanks, girl. So yeah. happy resenting and <laughs> <laughs> may your days be filled with resentment. <laughs> Resent on. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.